0: Welcome to the Horizon Church Podcast. God is doing incredible things in Tampa. Learn more about us at horizontampabay.com. We hope you find today's message inspiring and encouraging. Let's dive in. the pastors here at Horizon. I'm so grateful to see each and every one of you here on this morning between Christmas and New Year's. This is an interesting Sunday for Horizon, for um, the church, for all of us. I don't even know what day it is (laughs) right now um, in Christmas break. My kids are out of routine. I feel out of routine. Everything just feels kind of shaky. But I think this is a really great opportunity for us to take just a deep breath And maybe do what I'm not always good at and celebrate what all has happened over the past year or two and look ahead at what God may be calling us to do in the next year or so. So I tend to, my personality is the kind, I'm the kind of person who's like, what's next? Like, let's make it perfect. Let's figure out how to get it all right. Let's plan ahead, plan ahead, plan ahead, make up every single plan figure out all the details. And then sometimes what I forget to do is to recognize all the things that we have to celebrate um, that have went really well. So um, really quick, just to start this morning, I, I, about nine months before Chris and I got the phone call um, to, to ask us if we would be interested in coming here to start Horizon, God really laid a scripture on my heart. Revelation chapter 22, verses one through five. Um, in those verses, um, It talks about, here, I'm just going to read them to you, okay? Revelation chapter 22, verses 1 through 5. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the trees are for the healing of the nations, or for the healing of the world. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever." And I loved this image, right? We, Chris and I were coming out of a season in our lives where, where things had kind of fallen apart. They felt dry, and we didn't know what was next. And this, this, this image of this, this river that was just flowing through the center of a city, offering life and refreshment, like just a place to take a deep breath, right? A good, clear, crystal, clear river that just invited you to take a good, deep breath. Breath, a a tree, a beautiful tree of life offering fruit, 12 fruits, like once a month, offering fruit that would heal all those things that break our heart and hurt the people in our world and in our nation. And I just felt like, right, like I had seen the church for a long time before that not be able to always offer that to people. And I just felt like that's what God was asking us to do. And about nine months later, we got a phone call and they asked us if we would move here to Tampa, Florida. And That sounded great because it meant that at that point in time we had a son. We didn't yet know that we were expecting our daughter but that move would bring us closer to family and to friends and community that we longed to be a part of. So Chris had not lived in Tampa for over 15 years. I had never lived in Tampa before, and we were moving here to start a new church. And people were like, what do you do when you move to start a new church? And we still say, we don't We don't exactly know what we did, but we prayed a whole lot. And this these verses of scripture were really on our heart. And so we were just praying, God, whatever it is that you're doing in and through us. We just pray that it's a church that will offer life-giving crystal clear water, a place of respite and refuge for your people who are working hard, who are striving, who are achieving, who failed sometimes, who are experiencing all kinds of hardships in their life. Just, Just give us, help us to be people who help create that kind of place. Let us be people who offer healing to a world who needs it. And I was sitting in Starbucks and I was writing, um, over, I was looking over this and, and working on the message for today and someone hit my parked car in the Starbucks of Beta Bay. Um, but that, that's kind of, <laughs> that was just part of how that day went. Um, but a little later I came back in and I sat down and I read through those verses again that, that these tree, this tree of life would offer fruit 12 times a year. And I realized that this scripture that Chris and I had prayed over, we sat at Kate Jackson Park and prayed under a tree, and and we prayed that for for the people for this community. We sat at Friendship Park, prayed that for the community. We walked around Plant one day and prayed that for that community. Um, we we just kept praying that prayer, and I realized when I sat back down in that chair, kind of frazzled because I just filed an insurance claim. Um, I I realized that this is what God has done through you all, right? That each Sunday morning, somehow, some way, God creates a respite for people who are tired and thirsty, who are hungry and tired, and who need a space to be grounded and still. We've created that for, for kids who needed to hear about and know about Jesus' love and how to share that with the world. And what's more than that is that image of the tree that offers fruit and leaves that offer healing to a world. We did that for once a month, even before Horizon started meeting for worship. We gave 100 school uniforms to kids at B.T. Washington Elementary School and a Title I school where kids don't even sometimes know where their next meal are coming from. They knew they had a shiny new uniform to wear to school in January. We offered some things that would offer healing in May. Before we even started meeting as a church the following September, our church raised enough money to send a man who was dying of cancer on a vacation with his six-year-old, his eight-year-old, and his wife so they'd have one last memory all together. We did these kinds of things once a month. We offered healing to a world that was desperately needing it and asking for it. And I'll be really honest with you all. I wasn't going to share this, but I have found healing here. When I sang those songs a few moments ago that that Jesus can rescue you from all the striving and all the hard work that you do that sometimes doesn't feel like it's added up, like God has offered me a respite here, a place of refuge, a place where I can be rescued from those things that I bring here every Sunday too. Not many pastors can say their church offers to them what they pray. It's offering to the community. We are doing something special here. But God is also calling us into the next season. That's why we're hosting this next. What is this next step that God isn't just calling all of us into, but calling our church into, calling us into in our lives? And as I got ready to sit down and, and think about this, I I love that we are headed into the year 2020. I love, I have 2020 vision, so that may be, <laughs> I don't have to wear glasses, but... Um, Chris is going to disagree with that from the front row. Sometimes I need to wear glasses. Um, but I just love that 2020 is, you know, it's this new decade. We The vision that maybe God's given to us is becoming more clear. What does all of this look like? What does this mean for us? And and so I just sat down and I felt like God was saying, Erica, there's some new scripture I want you to look at and I want you to read. And so I, I looked at all kinds of different stuff and I finally wound up re- just reading on and in chapter twenty-two, um, verse sixteen, later on in that chapter, in the verses that that God gave us a long time ago, this is what verse sixteen says: "I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches." So this is the vision that God wanted for the churches: that we are a place that's offering, a, you know, water to people who need it. That's offering. Healing leaves to people who need it. So this is, this is the vision I've given to you for the churches. And then Jesus says this, I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride says, come, and let the one who hears says, come. Let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. And I heard what God is calling us into in this next season. We've focused a lot on the fruit and the plants that we've given out to people, right, that, that heal. And I heard Jesus say, I am the root, What are we going to do to focus on those roots? I've recently started gardening in the last year or so, and the root is the lifeline of the plant. It's what anchors it. It's what keeps it in the ground when those thunderstorms and heavy rain comes. It's what keeps it in the ground. It anchors it, but it's more than that. It's the lifeline for the plant. Without a good root system, you don't get good healthy leaves and healthy fruit. It literally takes the nutrients from the soil and moves it up into the plant. So the plant can offer to, to us, to the world, what it needs to offer. And I heard Jesus say, we've got to focus on the roots the next little bit. And I feel like that's something I need to do in my own life, right? I, this is, what, this is what I like to do. At the end of a year, I'm like, 2019 is over. Thank goodness that was an awful year. This and this and this and this happened. But what happens, right, if at 2020, we're, we're not saying this and this and this happened. What if we said we decided to be rooted and grounded in God through Jesus Christ? And even when the storms were hard and tried to knock us down, we were rooted and grounded. And we had a lifeline giving us the right nutrients and the things that we needed, What happens in 2020 if you start paying attention to the roots, right, the roots that we need to pay attention to? And I feel like this is what God is asking us to do. That's why we're offering next. Some of you right now are sitting in these seats, and you're like, I want to do something more for Horizon. I feel like God's asking me to do the next thing with Horizon. Sign up. Sign up for the next class because we're going to spend some time getting really rooted in what it is God is calling and asking us to do. We're going to spend time praying for this church. We're going to spend time, time looking at, at what it is God is calling us to next. We're going to spend time loving each other. We're going to really get rooted and grounded in what it is God has asked us to do. But, but here's the deal. I don't think God's just asking us to pay attention to our roots here at Horizon. I think God's asking you to pay attention to the roots in your life. What do your roots look like? Is the soil that you're growing in, is it, is it giving the nutrients and stuff to the roots that you need it to? When the storms, when, when 2020 isn't the perfect year, are you rooted and grounded in the right things that are going to help Keep you, help sustain you? Maybe it's not going to be perfect. Maybe you don't have the perfect crop in 2020, but do you have a root system that can handle what it is that 2020 might throw at you? Have you surrounded yourself with the friends and the people that you need? Are you, are you taking some time each week to spend time with God and, and with a community who's going to love you and support you? In 2020, what does it look like for you to pay attention to the roots? To the roots. I think this is a vision that God has asked us all to look at. I think it's something that we're we're asked to look at at Horizon, but I also think it's something God is asking us to look at in our lives. What are your roots looking like and what are you rooted in? The second thing that Jesus says really clearly in those verses is, I'm the morning star. And I was like, oh, the sun is a star. It comes up in the morning. This must be what it's talking about. But I looked, I did just a little bit of research, and it's actually not talking about the sun as the morning star. What it's talking about is this is aw- this is me cuz I'm I love science. But Venus in the mornings, about an hour when it's really really dark, about an hour before the sun comes up and before it gets light, Venus a lot of times will appear in the night sky as a bright star. As a promise that there is a new day coming. It's a promise that there's a new day coming. So when it's really dark and you're longing for the new day, you're longing for a new season to come, and you look up and you see, you can see this one thing that's acting as a bright morning star, Venus. It, it shows up brightly. The next thing coming is a bright new day. And this is what Jesus says he is. I am the morning star. Even when things are dark and uncertain, that hour before things light up clearly and and the vision is more clear for you, when you don't know what's next, when you can't see really far in front of your face, I am that bright and morning star. What does it look like in 2020 to put our trust in that, that even even when things aren't clear and we don't know what's next or, or what's clearly in front of our face, when things still feel a little dark and uncertain, what does it look like For us to put our hope in that morning star, in Jesus. I think that's something God's asking us to do in our lives. But I realize God has begun to use us as a morning star at B.T. Washington Elementary School. A a school that before we partnered with him had an an F, an F, an F, an F. That was their overall school rating for years and years and years. F, 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 F. And then, at the year after we partner with them, they send us an email. For the first year in five years, we got a C this year. We're, we're not an F school anymore. We got a C. The second year in a row, last year in August, I got an email. We got a C if they get a C again this year, they're no longer considered an achievement school, guys. That's a huge accomplishment for this school. In some way, we've helped them see that bright morning star. There is a new day, a new season. There's something new happening at BT Washington, and we all get to be a part of it. You've shoveled, and you've raked, and you've tutored, and you've volunteered, and you've raised money to help feed their teachers, and you've sent Teacher appreciation gifts to them. We have served as a bright morning star as they wait for that new season when they're no longer called an achievement school. What does it look like for Horizon in this next year to come up with another school that we're a bright morning star about? Can y'all pray with me for that for a year? Don't you think every kid in Tampa deserves what those kids at BT Washington are experiencing? That they they don't go to an F school, they go to a C school that's that's headed into B and A range. Don't you think every student in Tampa deserves that? Will y'all pray with me, what's our next school that God is calling us to be a bright and morning star to? And in your own life, right? How are you trusting in that bright and morning star, but how are you being that for the people around you? I don't I don't know about you but I know lots of people who are experiencing some dark and some night and who just need to hear there is a new day on the horizon. If you have if you've experienced a new day, share that story with somebody. Share your story of what God is doing with somebody who needs to hear it. How can we be like Jesus, a bright and morning star? And in those days, when we don't know what's next and we don't know what to trust next, how do we trust God? How do we trust Jesus to be our bright and morning star? And the final thing that Jesus says is, I'm the water of life. Anybody know anybody who's thirsty? This is the funny thing about water. I never know how much I need it until I start getting that headache because I've not drank enough all day, right? Right? And I'm like, oh, I got to get some water. I got to get some water. Or you're like hiking and you finish the last bit of your water, but you still have a mile to go. Like anybody ever had that experience? You don't realize how much you need water until you don't have it. And there are so many of us that know people who are really, really thirsty for the water of life, who are looking for something more than just their jobs and their, their, all the things that they are participating in. They're, they're really thirsty and hungry for life to mean something more. What does it look like in this coming year for you to find your water of life, for you to crave your thirst, right, in, in Jesus, in God, to find ways here to have your water of life? But what does it look like for us to begin to invite other people to experience, other thirsty people to experience this gift of water that God gives to us? It might not be as complicated as saying, I really think you should come to worship. I hope you invite people to worship because I believe God's doing something here in this place that God, I just think he's doing something exciting. I also think God's doing something when we gather together and make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. What does it look like for your friend who doesn't know what they're doing two days from now to find purpose in making a sandwich for somebody who doesn't even know where their next meal comes from? What does it look like for you to invite them to trivia or, a, or women's gathering or a men's gathering? What does it look like for you to invite a friend to begin to experience the community and the life-changing community that we've experienced here? What does it look like in this coming year for us to do, two, to do three things. To look at our roots and trust Jesus to be our root, but to really focus on, on being rooted in Christ in this coming year. What does it look like to trust that Jesus is our bright morning star even when the sun hasn't come up and the new day hasn't dawned? Even when the new season isn't here yet, that we hold on and we cling to the bright morning star? And what does it look like? That we are, are quenching our thirst with the water of life? but that we are offering and inviting other people to experience that too. What does that look like in 2020? Not just for Horizon, but for all of us, because here's the deal, folks, this is how Horizon's gonna grow and be stronger and be able to continue to shine light and ignite change. This is how we're gonna do it. You all, God is going to use you all to carry out these purposes in mighty ways in mighty ways. It's not always gonna be through an organized program like peanut butter and jelly or trivia. Sometimes it's gonna be that 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 date that you take somebody on to, to have coffee. It, it might be the just the kind note that you that you reach out to somebody. It might be the meal that you make for someone who's experiencing darkness. What does it look like in 2020 that we don't expect to have a perfect year, but that we are we are committed to 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 paying attention to our root? to looking at the bright morning star, and to offering and accepting the water of life. What does that look like for us in 2020? I, I'm going to close. I was actually going to begin with this, but I'm going to close with this. When we first moved here, what we kept hearing over and over and over again, because I'm, Tampa has churches. Like, why would you start a new church? And this is why we started a new church. This is why. Because this is what people told us. They wanted a church that mattered. They wanted it to be relevant to their life and they wanted it to actually impact their community. And I am so excited <laughs> to be a part of a church that that wants to matter. Like, if we weren't here, I believe Tampa would be different. I'm so excited to be part of a church like that. And it's not because of what Chris and I have done, it's because you all roll your sleeves up and are committed to some of these, to shining light and igniting change, right? The second thing we heard is that all the church wants is your money. And I was like, I don't. I was raised where you just give 10% of your money. I'm just going to be really honest with you, 10% of your money. And Chris and I were, I was like, I don't really get that. And he was like, see item one. They want to know that what they invest in is actually having returns. And that's why for the first couple of years and, and even our entire Christmas Eve offering, that's why we give it all away. That the money that you give is really about offering healing to the nations. What does it look like if we continue to offer that kind of gift to God, Right in a way that's rooted, that offers a bright morning star, a light to people in darkness, and gives the water of life. We are committed to doing that. And the third thing we heard is that people wanted relationships that changed their lives, but they also wanted to actually be a part of changing the world. And I just want to tell you that's what Jesus wants to offer you here. He wants to offer you real community with people who want to see you succeed and find that purpose that God has for you in your life. God has a purpose for you and wants to use you in mighty ways to do mighty things in this city. And I believe we can do it better if we are committed to shining light and igniting change together. So in 2020, will you all pray with me that we can be rooted in Christ, that we can trust Christ to be the bright morning star, and that God will use us as a bright morning star in this city, and that we will accept and offer the water of life to people who need it. Will you pray with me? God, we love you. We thank you for the vision that you do give to us. We thank you for the ways that you have been light to us in darkness, and we pray, God, that we will be that same light to others, that you'll use us, work through us to be that light to others. For those of us who are thirsty and and chasing after all kinds of other things to crave that thirst, God, help us to find our, our water of life in you and use us to offer that to the world. We love you, and we thank you for loving us. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Horizon Church Podcast. If you are in the Tampa area, consider joining us one Sunday. You can also be a part of Shining Light and Igniting Change by financially supporting the ministries of Horizon Church at horizontampabay.com slash giving. Thank you again for joining us